Shalom, everybody. Welcome to all these new people, Baruch Hashem. We are learning Likutei Moran, that's this book over here. Lesson 24, uh, the end of paragraph, towards the end of paragraph uh, two. Before we continue, I have to share with you something unbelievable from the Shlach The Shlach for those who don't know, he's buried in Tveria, Rabbi Shaya Horvitz. And uh, it's the first time, really, I read something that I was able really, really to connect to Rizatusha. He says something unbelievable that, that gives clarity in the Shovavim and in life in general. He says like this, there's two ways how to mamtik dini, to mitigate harsh judgments. There's or through the pathway of bitterness and suffering and challenges and pain, or there's through simcha. We in this class, our whole thing is to work on dealing with simcha. However, he says the Shla Kadosh that there's times they're gonna need or this way or times that way. And he says it's hinted to the two psukim that begin the same way but have a different uh, continuation. There is a in one pasuk that says, if do et Hashem serve Hashem with Yira. Another side, both of them are in Tehillim. So he says the Shla Kadosh, that if do Hashem beira, when you serve Hashem with fear, that means it's fear, there's panic, there's a challenge, there's worry, it's a battle. Battleground, that's Yira. And Simcha is where you're fighting the battle with joy. You're doing the good things, you're doing the happy, positive things, okay? He says the Shla Kadosh, that these two attitudes correspond to the two types of klipot that we're fighting. One, she's known as Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav, right? And she has a sister. I can't remember this before. For some, I'm seeing this in the Shlach. She has a sister. Her name is Machalat. Mem, Chet, Lamed Tav. And her, subduing her, is through Mecholelim, Mecholel. Mecholel is, Machol is a dance and singing, Machol, right? So machol is like singing and happiness. And lamed yud, lamed yud tav, her subduing is true that we have to do yalala. We have to, to, we have to, we have to scream in order to fight her. Even though Rabbeinu says halali, remember what it is, halali is backwards of yalala. But she, her thing is to make you in a panic mode, okay? So he says that this is the difference between the battles, what's called Milchemet Rashut and Milchemet Chova, and conquering for the Jewish people, conquering the land of Israel, it's called Milchemet Chova. And now, optional, the Jews want to conquer other lands in the time of the Bible. It's called Milchemet Rashut, it's optional. They don't have to, but they can. So he says, Milchemet Chova is conquering Eretz Israel. For that, the Klippa that they have to battle, even spiritually, is Machalat, Memchet Lametav. Because the Kedush of Eretz Israel is strong enough that Lamid Yud, Lamid Yud Tav, she doesn't have a stronghold in the Holy Land, anything connected to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? She, the Lamid Yud, Lamid Yud Tav, is associated with Chutzlaretz, more of the, of the diaspora. Okay, he goes into it, he takes, this is the Shla Kadosh in Parshat, Ki Milchama right? There, Rashi says, Lamechemet Reshut HaKatuv Medaber. Rashi says there, we're talking about an optional war, and it says there, what? You saw, you see a yafat to'ar. You see a beautiful woman in the hostages that, they, that you take, right? Yeshavita shivyon. You take, where's a hostage? So he says, machalat, 
as referring to the Ifatoar, because she's pleasant, because the way to subdue her is with Simcha. Lamid Yudamid Yutav is disgusting, despicable, evil, ich. That's the klipa of the battles of Rashut. So he's saying that Rashavita Shivyo, the Shalashwan has point out that she's not the enemy here. You're, you're allowed to take her in. You take in the Ifatoar because she's subdued because you're just fighting her older sister, Lamid Yud, Lamid Yutav. Okay? That's what the Shalash says. So his point is that you have two types of battles in life. You have the battle of bitterness and suffering. You have the battle of simcha. The problem of the battle of suffering and bitterness, it's very easy from there to fall into atzvut, sadness and depression, atzvut and marashora. So what to do? A Jew, when facing his confrontations of his battles with or lamed yud, lamed yud, tab, and for sure machalat, should tr- transform the battle to be a battle of simcha. Even though they want me, because Arun Asimim says it, there are times when you try everything to be happy. You're trying your best to hold on. In other words, this hits you, this hits you, you get smashed here, you get smashed everywhere, fine. So you're doing your best, you're mechazik one time with bigumim and clapping your hands. You're mechazik sometimes with thanking Hashem all the, on the miracles. You're mechazik by finding the good points. You're mechazik, the Hashem, the tzaddikim, and I believe in tzaddikim, and I go to tzaddikim. But there are times, which is like shovevim, Parashat Shmot, Ba'era, this time, when you're thrown back into the bondage of Chutzlaretz, which is under the domain of Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav, and as much as you're trying to be besimcha to fight your daily battle, it's not enough. So Nusano says, says this, as much as you try to be happy and positive, and by that, winning the battle, there are times when it's not enough, and you're so squeezed, they make you so gebrochen, if it's Parnasa issues, if it's Shalom issues, if it's children issues, if it's health issues, if it's Avodat Hashem issues, you're not getting up on time and you're upside down and your schedule's upside down and the Shmut's coming in your head and you want to be such a good Jew, one day Malech, one day Galech, right? All these things. And you're being so squeezed that you can't, you can't even be happy. You're trying to be happy and all you can do is cry, okay? So that's the battle of Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav. The danger in that area is it's so easy and it's common that people fall very easily into depression. That's it. Because of its danger. So what, what should we do? This now that's, that's not the Shlana. This is now Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi We have to try our best to transform the battle against the Lamed Yud, Lamed Yutav to be under her sister. To get out of her domain because fighting her is dangerous. I'm, I'm very in danger to fall to Atzmut and Mar Shkora, And that's the, that's the opening for everything bad. If a Jew falls to Atzmut, that's the gateway to sicknesses, to failures, to, to all types of, 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 of backlashes and setbacks in life. The person has to do everything to get out of that. So with this, this is just a chidush now. We can understand now why this tikkun akali clearer now and why this pitum aktorets. Tikkun akali is what? Saying ten kapitlech. Against who? Against her. You remember the gematria of Tehilim? Is, is her name. Remember we said that? So the saying of the Tehilim which if you, we, we, we never really went into every single pasuk in the Tikkun HaKal. But if you look at every chapter, Mechtam David and then Kapitel Amir Bet, all the chapters, in the chapter, David Melech is not only praising and seeking Hashem. He's also saying, help me, save me, my enemies are coming after me. Look in the wording of Tehillim. It's mixed with praising Hashem, taking Hashem, singing to Hashem, and also, I'm bringing torn off, I'm bringing one after, and I'm bringing this and that. It's this mixture. Why? Because it's the battle against Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav, where 
It's no pain, no gain. It's bitterness. It's suffering. It's a battle, okay? We say tikkun akali to get out of your grasp. Once you have her pushed away, that's the power of saying tikkun akali. You're able to subdue her. And now you have to deal, you transform the, 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 the battle no longer under lamed yud, lamed yud tav. Now it's under machalat, where now all I, all I need to do now is a simcha thing, simcha dike uh, matzav. I have to do things which are prone to bring simcha, such as, so we're, like, we're going to see more. We saw it already. We're going to see it coming up. Pitu maktorit. That's the power of pitu maktorit. There's a difference between maktorit and tikkun akali. Pitu maktorit now is the sabdu machalat. Because the whole idea of pitu maktorit, there's no lev nishbar. When you're reading pitu maktorit, you're reading a brighter. You're reading psukim. This is telling you how to make the torah, the matkonet and everything. And it's all positive. The midrash says what we said last week. It's all simcha. Kulo simcha. The, the torah, we didn't say last week, so it's another shirin, sorry. It's all simcha. The whole inyan of ktorit. Is not for kaparat avonot, it's not to come to atone for any sins, nothing. It's pure 100% simcha, and that's abduz machalat. So you need both. She's trying to also bring you to atzvut. But uh, her battle, the way to win this klipa called machalat is through simcha. The way to subdue lamedu, lamedu tav is through lev nishbar. It's through brokenheartedness. What am I going to do? How am I going to Because it's true, nothing stands in front of the tears. But the danger is when you're in that scenario, you're very easy to fall into atzmut and marash That's where the 90% of the people in the world fall. The people fall at this test when they're faced a test by lamed yud, lamed yud tav, and you feel sadness squeezing on you, squeezing on you. And the only way to escape it is not out of simcha now. It's out of pain and bitterness. And the majority of people can't handle that. And most people do the wrong thing in that case. It's better to transform this test under machalat, where with simcha I can win her, and it'll work. I have an upper hand in the simcha, right? So now, that means we have to do many things to transform our battle from a lamedut, lamedut tav, atzvut, suffering, bitterness battle, to the happiness battle. So one way, the best way we said, is the tikkun akali. That's why it's so powerful to say tikkun akali, because it releases you from her battle. You're out of lamedut, lamedut tav, you're dealing all day now with machalat. And if you don't deal with machalat, she pushes you back to lamed yud, lamed yutav. You have to remember that. If now I don't work on the simcha when I can, no, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. You, you don't want to be with simcha. Then, oh, you, we gave it easy for you to work on your test. When you say or not with simcha, you're not doing it. So you get pushed back to the yisurin and bitterness mode, which you can't handle, which is above your level. So don't complain. Do good of simcha dika actions and attitudes when you have it in your, in your means, in your capacity, before they make it harder for you in life, okay? Another thing, Rabbi Nachman says, another advice, I just thought of like this. He says, Rabbi Nachman, that we, we just said now, the, 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 the battle of Lamed Yud, Lamed Yutav is like Mitzrayim. That's why Shovavim, it's difficult a bit. Why is it difficult Shovavim? Because we're thrown back into the Galut of, of, of Mitzrayim. Right now, we're, we're, we're planning out to leave Mitzrayim on the way to Eretz So Shovavim, Leading up to this year, Truma Tetzave, okay, is, is to get Har Sinai and to eventually Eretz Yisrael. On the way to Eretz Yisrael, is considered already Kedushat Eretz Yisrael. We're leaving Egypt, okay? But every year, these weeks, the beginning of Shobavim, is very tight. Shemot and Vaera, it says, Velo Shamuel Moshe Mikot Seruach, Umavodah Kasha. They didn't listen. Even Moshe Benu is telling the Jews, I came to redeem you, and everything's going to work out. They didn't listen. <laughs> like he said, they're out of it. They're out of it. You can't listen, right? Because it's, 
that's the, the fight, the battle of Avlamid Yudamid Yutav, where you can't even listen to, 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 to Simcha Dik information to make you uplifted. It doesn't work at that, at that point, okay? So we have to get out of Egypt. And all year round, you have to work not to be Mitzrayim. If now you're under a, a test where it's promoting, God forbid, Yisurim and bitterness, you should know you're under the battle of Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud, Tav. You have to get out of it ASAP, go to Machalat. So now what to do? Machalat, she's the clip of Eretz Yisrael. That's why it's easy to subdue of Simcha. Right? Again, to go back to a point. When Binyamin was born, Rachel called him what? Ben Oni. Remember when we went into this? Yaakov called him Binyamin. Why did she call him Ben Oni? Rabnosan says she's called she called him Ben Oni because she saw the only way to rebuild the Beit Hamikdash, which is in the part of the land of, of Binyamin, is to what? By Aninut, mourning, by getting up chatzot and crying over the destruction of the temple, crying and crying and crying. Rachel Imenu, she saw that that's what's going to bring Mashiach. What's going to bring Mashiach is Ben Oni. Yaakov said no. It's something higher than that. It's something higher than that. It's true, you have to get up chatzot, you have to cry with the Beit HaMikdash, but that's part of the day. The main avoda is being yamin. Yamin, he says, is chesed. Yamin is the right side. It's the idea of joy, simcha, okay? Yaakov Yunus said he's called being yamin, because yeah. what's going to bring the Mashiach really is ki simcha tetzel. Yeah. Simcha is going to get you out. Simcha is going to get you out, okay? Simcha is what brings you out, okay? The aninut is to bring you to the simcha, okay? So that means when I feel bitterness attacking me, I gotta do everything possible to get into Eretz Yisrael mode. So one thing Rabbi Nachman teaches in lesson 44, 45, 46, when the Jew claps his hands in davening, he turns the, the, he transforms the air around him into air of Eretz Yisrael, Avira de Eretz Yisrael. So that means you're now standing in Eretz Yisrael, you're breathing in air of Eretz Yisrael, and you're davening words of Eretz Yisrael. You're in Eretz Yisrael. When a Jew davens, he can transform the spot he's standing, even if in Chicago, in Athens, wherever he is. He starts loving to the Eretz Yisrael. He claps his hands. He can transform the land. It's, it's a phenomenal concept. He transformed the land he's standing on, Adamida, to Eretz Yisrael. It's unbelievable. So there's many advice that a person can do to actually go to come into Eretz Yisrael mode and mentality, okay? This, the Shlach Kadosh teaches something phenomenal. It gives you at least... A, a clear picture that this battle, it's or with Yisurim and bitterness or of Simcha. And really it's up to me. It's up to me how I decide to fight this battle. If I want to take on the tough, bitter attitude because I believe that's the only way. So you get a hard time. It's an easy way out. It's to transform the battle zone from Lamed Yud, Lamed Yutav to Machalat, where now the battle is only Simcha things. And this Nachman pushes, he pushes as much, he's told once, Rabbi Nossam told his student, Rabbi Ozer of Uman. Rabbi Ozer was a very extreme student of Rabbi Nossam, very extreme. He died young even. Rabbi Nossam lamented that he should leave this world early because he was so extreme that he was causing rifts within the rest of movement, causing loss of friendships between Rabbi Nossam and other students of Rabbi Nachman because of his extremity and his dedication and devotion to Rabbi Nossam. So Rabbi Nossam said, I can't handle this. And he doubled that Hashem should take away Rav Ozer early. And he compared his passing to what Rashi says about Chanoch. It says about Chanoch in Parashat Noach, Ve'inenu, right? Ki Hashem lakachotov. Remember, Chanoch died young between Noach and Avram Avinu, right? I think it's between Noach and Avram or between Adam and Noach. I forgot. 
think it's between Noah and Avram Avinu. That's Hanukkah. He died young. And why, why, what does Rashi say there? He, he was taken away while he was still at Sadiq. Because Hashem saw that if he would continue to live, he would become a Rasha. So Hashem took him while he was still Zakai. He was still at Sadiq, okay? So Rav Nosan says the same thing about Rav Ozer of Uman. He said that he, Hashem took him away early because he, if he, in, his, in the later years, he would not be able to stand up to the level of his devotions that he was doing when he was younger and he would have a major fall. So now, to this Rav Nosin, Rav Nosin once wrote a letter. He said, Rav Ozer, because Rav Nosin, Rav Ozer lived in Uman, Rav Nosin lived in Breslau. He said to me, I said, Rav, 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 Rav Ozer, I heard you're very from. <laughs> I heard you're very from. But that's not what I received from the Rebbe. I received from Rabbeinu that the main thing is to be besimcha and also, by the way, from. You hear that? The main thing a Jew should work is having the challenges of life with simcha. You, it's up to you. That's what is coming out of this lesson. It's up to you to take the challenges. Frum means yira. Yira, pachad, pain, the attitude of Yitzchak, vurot. Yira. Yira, you know, yira, yira is good, but it has to be with ahava. Rabbeinu says, lesson five, you have to mishatef ahava of yira. In our context, ahava is simcha. Ahava is simcha, basically. Okay? On a practical term, Avat Hashem is you're happy with that connection. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about your tefillin. You feel good about your mitzvah. You feel good about your Yiddishkeit. You don't feel, okay, I'm going to get enough. I'm going to get enough. I was reading, don't think I'm a Mekubah, but I was reading a little bit of Shargit Bulim <laughs> this <Okay>. week. <laughs> no, because of this lesson. I looked at the Shargit Bulim when I resolved, and it's scary. When you see Rav Chaim Bital, he says, who, who comes back? For reincarnation, who comes back as an ibor? It is called ibor neshama, where you don't come back as a physical person, but you enter another living person for like a time span until he does that mitzvah, and then extra neshama leaves. And then it's so scary what you come back for. A person comes back if he didn't learn enough Torah, he comes back. If he did, if he caused other people to sin, if he did in his lifetime, if we didn't catch up to make up for all the sins he did, he has to come. You hear all this, you start panicking. You start really, really feeling negative. That's why you have to remember this. You see, there's a, there's a I'm really going off a little now, okay? You have Moshe Rabbeinu, and then you have Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and then you have the Arizal. But it goes on. And the Baal Shem Tov, and Rabbi Nachman. You need this chain. Most people, at least by the, like the, the Kabbalist world, they start by the Arizal. Arizal. The attitude of Arizal for today's generation is so much dinim, it's scary. You get punished for this, you get that. You, you know, you're off a little, you're finished. It's like a... <laughs> When, when, you, when you go according to the Kabbalah netto, 100%, it's dini. You need to, to what's called mitigate the severity of the teachings of the Kabbalah, you need Hasidut. And even in Hasidut, the Baal Shem Tov, where the Baal Shem Tov was even in, when he started, it wasn't worldwide. It was still, who, who were the top Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov? Big Lamdani. Who became the top students? The Big Lamdani, okay? But the little pictures, the little guys, Find the connected Baal Shem Tov, but it wasn't such a strong connection like the like the Berdechever or the Magad of Mizraj, the Balatanyas, today, right? Okay. So come along Rabbeinu and Rav Nassim, the disciple, and open up that Yiddishkeit is for everybody. Even the simplest Jew, if he does the right things, he can reach the highest levels. He can reach levels of Rabbi Akiva, the Baal Shem Tov, etc. by just simple devotions with Simcha and Pshitut and Tamimu Bezatashim. Okay, this was just a little Agdama from the Shla, all the way to the Parsha. Mm -hmm. And these Shovevim, we have to get out of Egypt ASAP. 
to be sad and bitter is not good. Okay? So you're being squeezed, you let her krecht. As soon as you're able to relieve yourself of crying out to Hashem, you go quickly to simcha dika things. Okay? Uh, what's the pasuk on, on, um, on the birth of Yehuda? Why was Yehuda called Yehuda? Ode apa, there's a song. Right? <laughs> so Rav Nosen says that this is the main one of the main keys for uh, for simcha is hoda, giving thanks. Giving thanks is such a springboard to bring you back on the simcha battle. My battle is only simcha. I'm fighting with simcha. My my nisyonah. That's amazing. Okay, fine. So now we're continuing. Finally, now we're gonna let's see. Poof, we have a lot of work to do. So we're in paragraph two, Likute Moran, lesson 24, paragraph two. Okay, if you're using the BRI, for those who are watching, this is the BRI edition. So it's volume four, page 74, lesson 24. If you have this edition at all, whatever. So Rabbeinu says like this, we're holding at this paragraph. All of a sudden, Rabbi Nachman goes into the concept of the Shekhinah, the divine presence. Okay, he says like this, we're gonna explain. We have a lot, we have a lot of explaining to do. You said you need to explain explanation on the Shechina. What's the Shechina? What am I talking to? Okay. First, let's read, just read the opening words. The Galut Shechina, Shehu Bechinat Lev, Shehu Simchatan Shel Yisrael. Now, the exile of the, the Shechina, which is the concept of the heart, which is the joy of Israel. What in the world is going on here? What in the world is he talking about? The Shechina, which is the heart, which is the joy of Israel. I can understand ideas, you know, whatever. If, if I'm Uji Buji, I can make up things. We need explanations. We're going to explain the Shechina based on Lesson 24. We're going to use this lesson itself to explain, explain the Shechina. Okay? We said in this lesson that Yud Kei is Hashem's, for us, Hashem's essence. Okay, in our context, Yudke Bavke is the or and Sof, is Hashem's infinite line. Yudke Bavke is the Sof. Now, can Ein Sof, the infinite, be revealed in this world? No. Yudke Bavke cannot be revealed in this world. That's why we don't say it. We forbid to say it because we have no capacity to reveal Yudke Bavke in this world. At least for now, when Mashiach comes, they say, then we will be allowed and able pronounce Yud Kei as it's written. Now we're not allowed. We're not allowed because you can't handle the capacity of pronouncing that way and activates the Orient Self. And it's a two contradiction. <laughs> it's, it's a contradiction. It won't work. You're finite. And Hashem is infinite, infinite. It doesn't work. Okay? So what all we have of Hashem is what's called His Rishimu. The impression left from Hashem's infinite light. It was after this light there's a, like an experience. All we can maximum, maximum taste in this world is this experience. It's hinted to what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, we see coming up in Parashat Kitisa, after activating the atonement for the golden calf, Moshe saw that it was an etwat son. It was a time of divine favor. So Hashem, Moshe asked Hashem, let me see you. I want to see. So Hashem says, no, no one can see me and live. I will pass by and you'll see the back. Rashi says there, it's on the delet of the tefillin in the back, right? Something very, and it's always deep. But the idea is that you see Hashem's light after it passes. That's the maximum a Jew can experience 
in this world. That's the Shechina. The Shechina means what? It's a Shochem, it's a dwelling. And yet it's not. What's dwelling? It's the after experience where you're left with the Roshem. The word Roshem means an impression. Impression is fixed. Shochem, Shechina also is dwelling. It's a fixed thing. So what do we say in the Shem Yehud? You know, before every filling, before Shacharit, you have in the Siddur, Shem Yehud. Again, let's go to the word. The words. Okay, so Yudke Vavke is from Hashem's name, but for the sake of there being a Shechina, it's divided. Yudke of Yudke Vavke is part of Ein Sof. You have no no Tfisa, no connection to it at all. What we have in this world is the connection to Vavke. That is accessible. Hashem allows Vavke, from his name, Yudke Vavke, to be accessible in this world and experienced. Okay? That's the Shechina. What is the connection to the Shechina? What do we do? How do we connect to the Shechina? And the, and, and the idea of connecting to the Shechina is our way to connecting to Hashem. The way we connect to the Shechina is by doing mitzvot. So take a look. Mitzvah has what? Mem tzaddik, vav hey. The vav hey of mitzvah is the vav hey from Hashem's name, yud ke vav hey. What's mem tzaddik? Mem tzaddik and atbash, because the only way Hashem's infinite light can be real in this world, it has to be hidden. Just like we don't say yud ke vav hey, we say another word as a cover-up. So to yud ke, because the, the world is finite, but yet Hashem is here. We believe Hashem is here, but it's infinite. It's can't. It's we're in a we're in a tzimtzum. Remember the idea of the tzimtzum went into the beginning. We're in a tzimtzum now. You're in a finite existence. Hashem can't be revealed there at all full force. So Hashem is covered up totally. Okay. So mem tzadik and atbash. Gimacha atbash is you take aleph and you connect it to the last letter of alphabet. There's in the alphabet there's twenty two letters. You take the twenty two letters. You have eleven here, eleven here, and then you fold them. So that aleph. Is comparable to Tav. So Aleph Tav, Bet is what? Shin. You go up, when it's going up, it's really going backwards. So it's Adbash. So in this format of Adbash, Mem and Tzadik are corresponding to Yud K. The tenth letter is corresponding to Mem, right? And Tzadik down there is also, I hope I got it right. I think Tzadik is corresponding to the He. Aleph in, yeah, that's correct. Tzadik, it would be in Adbash. If you keep on going, Right, so the hey is tzaddik, and then the yud is men. So in mitzvah is hidden yud k, and you have revealed vav k. Meaning, what he says coming up, Rabbeinu, he says that the mitzvah, when you do a mitzvah, you are actually connecting to the shechina. That's the whole idea of the mitzvah. We said the translation of mitzvah means what? Pshat is, it means a commandment, tzivui, but it also means litzavet. Mitzvah is to connect, it's your connector. What's the purpose of the mitzvot? Is you're connecting to the shechina. And why are you connected to the Shechina? Because that's why you're sent into this world, to reconnect to Hashem, wherever you are. The whole reason why we're in this world is to collect, we said at the beginning of this class, you remember, to collect all the holy sparks in the universe and to bring them back. How do you do that? By doing mitzvot. Torah study in itself is a mitzvah, okay? And every other mitzvah is a mitzvah. The goal of the mitzvot is to reconnect them. However, we said, the way for now, you connected the mitzvah, fine. But now, to release the Shechina, from the exile, because we're in exile, technically. This whole world 
as it is, is a galut. Even when there was Bait Rishon and Bait Shani, even though there was a place for the Shekhinah to be revealed, but it wasn't the complete day that Bayamahu Yesham Echad When there was the first temple and the second temple, there were still Goyim, who were idol worshippers. There were still people in the world who were enemies of the Jews. There was Nebuchadnezzar, there was the Roman Empire. It wasn't that Hashem has recognized the whole world, which is the goal. The goal is that the whole world, huh? When? <laughs> today. But when Mashiach comes, Mashiach comes, the whole world is going to recognize Hashem. We, we, never, we haven't yet been there. We haven't not yet been at this situation, scenario, where the whole world is recognizing Hashem. That's the goal. So this whole world from the time Adam Arishon was created, we said he was already created with a flaw beforehand. The flaw was the shattering of the vessels. And on that, the world was created. And on that, Adam Arishon was created. There was already a flaw from the beginning. That's how that's we have a serpent who was bad in the first place. How was the, the Nachash already bad? Because there was bad in existence. Our goal is to have everything very, that's when Hashem created the world. He wants the world to be turned into good. It's a process. It's going to take a long, 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 a lot, a lot of time, okay? So now, you do a mitzvah, fine. But to elevate the mitzvah, to bring it back up, that's by doing a besimcha. Got it? Okay? <laughs> you can do thousands of mitzvot, you're connected. But the way, the mitzvah are waiting for you to bring them up. You're connected to the mitzvah. It's like now, for example, you, you amass money. You have tons of money. Tons of money. What do you do with it? Okay. Have all your money. Why? You walk me around. Your pockets are filled with money and money and money. But what do you do with the money now? I'm rich. I have tons of money. Great. Bravo. What do you do with the money now? You're going to be burning the grave with the money. But what do you do with the money? You got to do something useful for the money. If it's to give saka, to build more stores, to print books, whatever. You do something positive and beneficial to mankind with the money. So too, you gather tons of mitzvot. Bravo. So many brachot, so much staka you gave, so, so much davening, so much Shabbos, so much Yom Kippur, so much Shofar, so much Sukkah, so much Lulav, so much Talmud Torah. Bravo. Now, what are you doing with all of it now? You come with tons of tons of mitzvot. You have to bring it up now. The way to bring it up is now besimcha. Doing them besimcha. By the way, Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam someplace says, even if you have 20, 30 years that you were doing mitzvot ba'atzvot, like a tough guy, like a guy is getting up every morning, like, <laughs> he gets up in the morning, he goes to shul, everything is, he goes to shul on time, he's like a yaki, super yaki, everything is, his whole life, his dafyomi is, where were you? Come on, let's sit down and learn. You know, everything is, okay? So a person for 20 years could be, like really, really uptight and constipated, whatever, okay? <laughs> Okay, but then all of a sudden he woke up, he wakes up, and he starts doing mitzvot besimcha. So the simcha now takes all the dead mitzvot, they're called dead mitzvot. Okay, they're mitzvot, but they're dead. And it takes them, brings up everything. There's always hope. What about the opposite? What? Sukkah first, and then the mitzvot. Oh, simcha first, and what fell off? Kol and there's hope if now he's connected to the right people. You have people, you see, you have people who started off footing, but then they fall off. And then you see that they stay falling off. Big Mara says, right? There's nothing, nothing worse than a Tamil Chacham. There's nothing worse than a Tamil Chacham who fell off the path. It's worse than anything. It's worse than someone who wasn't from the first place and then became from, became from you know, whatever, that's not bad, that's good. But someone now who was, who was in, in the game and then he fell off and he stays off, that's the worst. So now, what's what's the trick? 
is that when that happens, that a person finds his way to get back up. Right? And that, that, the way for that to happen is if a person shows that I'm happy, no matter what Hashem does to me, I love Hashem. And everything, as nothing was mine, everything was his. It requires really a, lot, a high level of emet. A high level of emet that a person can, can do that. Visit Hashem, okay? What do we want? We want, well, we want to say that the mitzvah is only the, like, the, and then simcha is the, the simcha is the goal. Here, this is, simcha is the fire. Sim, simcha is the, the fire on the way, right? Yeah. Who's right. the first one that brings the concept of simcha? The reason? It's hard. Where? We went into this a lot. You, you missed out. You hear the Yeah, yeah, but all this happens because what? The, the pastor doesn't say because you didn't serve Hashem, period. It's just because you didn't serve Hashem. That's the whole problem. All the look come because of the war. Like always repeated this story. I can imagine. I can imagine where the that guy held on. Like unbelievable. All right. So now with, the, with this introduction, let's look what he says. Now the galut the exile of the shechina. Okay, that means when you say ready, it's the, the, the shechina is not in its right place. The shechina has to be elevated to where shehu bechinat live. Okay. In this context, it's like this. Yudke Vavke is the perception. That's like the brain. Where we, we can, Hashem is way beyond. These are what's called in English anthropomorphisms. We can, it's, uh, Rashi says the Sabir Ta'ozen. Remember Rashi? He says, Hashem doesn't have ears and eyes and a mouth and a head. But in order for us human beings to be able to relate to Hashem, Hashem uses these terms on himself in order that we can Try to relate, but yeah, Hashem is way beyond this. In English, the funny, funky word is anthropomorphism. That's the word, okay? Mushul, okay? Mushul, amushul, okay? Amushul, yeah. So now, if now we say there's a, we have a mind and a heart. The mind is the actual perception, the idea. It says my internet connection is unstable. Okay. Okay. Just blink and then. Okay, it's fine. All right. So the mind is the perception. That's Yud Kevavke. That's Hashem's like, as we said, how does this lesson open up? Uh, that the Look how Rabbi Nachman started the lesson, right? There's a light, which is way above Nefesh Ruch Meshama. And even though the Sechel cannot comprehend it, you see, it starts already with Nachman Sechel. So the intellect, the place of intellect is to try to perceive the infinite light. So that's Yudke Vavke, that's the brain. But it's also the heart, the emotion connected to the brain. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Bina is where the emotional input to the understanding. You can understand one thing, but then there's the Bina. We give the mashal many times of the briskerav and the guy who asked if he can do four cups of wine with milk. Remember when we heard this, we said this, so say it over again. Someone came to the briskerav before Pesach and he asked him, Mashayla, can I do the four cups of wine on the night of the Seder with milk? So the Bristol Rabbi heard this, he got up, he went into his private room, he got out a whole bag of money and gave it to the guy. And the wife started screaming. So he said to her husband, the Bristol he asked you a question, you give him money? She said, my dear, if he's asking me if he can do that, that means his situation is that he doesn't even have matzahs and, and meat and anything. 
So you have to understand, being understanding. If it was like, you know, uh, a website, ask, ask the rabbi. So you ask this type of question on the ask the rabbi, you get a dry answer. Yes, you're allowed to use four cups. You milk for the corporate cups of wine, okay? That's dry. There's no bina. We went into this. That's the whole problem of the internet. I'm sorry, guys. It's the problem of the internet. It's that it separates between the brain and the heart. Everything in the internet and the computer is just the mind. The mind input. Where's the heart? The heart is, that's why you need, you need human interaction. When I'm next to a person, I feel you. When I come into the brisker of, I, need, I see him, not, not a hologram. I see him. And I see his pain and what he's going through and what he's asking the question. So it's not just the brain, it's the bina of the heart, the emotion, understand what he's going through. What? That is just the pure information. Just yes, no, boom, 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 boom. That, you know, sorry, that is the combination of the chokhmah and the bina. It's the result. That was what the brisker up did. Was that a move of that or a move of, uh, of bina? It was that because it was a good maskana. He answered the question by giving him the money. That was the answer. Right, so the dot was to know how to do the, the right conclusions. Okay, so now if the brain is Yudkevavke, the heart is called Shkina, it's below. Okay, but in Galut, the Galut Ashkina is that this heart is trapped in the Kriput down. That's why we're here to do mitzvot. The whole idea of mitzvot is we're now picking up the Shkina. You've heard this term, La'akama Shkinta Me'afra. You've heard this term probably, you saw it in some prayers, to elevate the Shechina from the earth, from the dust, from the dirt. That's the goal of the mitzvot. The goal of the mitzvot is to elevate, but it can only be elevated how? With simcha. You can collect the mitzvot, fine, by doing them, but if there's no simcha in doing them, it doesn't go up. So here, the galut ha look inside now, right? The exile of the Shechina, shehu bechinat lev, which is the idea of the heart, and we just said earlier, if you remember, natata simcha belibi, the place of Hashem Simcha is where? In Belibi. Libi, we said, is King David, is the Malchut. But this, the, the Zohar says, the lower heart, which is the heart of Malchut, King David, receives from the upper heart. Remember, we said, there's Bina and Malchut, both are called Levi. Remember the Pasuk in, in the Parsha Bereshit, Vayit Atzev Elibo, and the, blem, and the, the blemish of the Dor Mabu, says, Vayit Atzev is going on Bina. There was sadness in the heart. And it says, elibo, not belibo, towards the heart. That's the second heart, which is malchut, okay? So, natata simcha belibi, King David is saying, Hashem, you've placed simcha in my heart. But Hashem is placing the simcha in the heart. It's coming from a higher source, but the place of simcha is in the lev. So, watch this. Galut ha-shechina, shubechinat lev, which is the idea of the heart. Shu simchatan shel Yisrael. Here you go. This is the simcha of the Jewish people because we said the simcha is in the heart. So if now shechina is the idea of the heart because it's the what we have access to to go up towards the heart, okay? It is the simcha of Israel. What is called galut shechina? Rabbeinu is opening up our eyes. You want to know what's the galut of the shechina? Under sadness, unbelievable. That, that's it. Under <laughs> sadness, that's the galut shechina. Ikar galuta. It brings on the Pasuk a second time. So slowly, let's read this slowly. The essence of the exile of the Shechina, because Shechina corresponds to the Simcha of Israel, so when it's in Galut, the Shechina is not at the location of the heart, rather it's down below. If, it, if heart is Simcha, 
and Shechina is also Simcha Naaretz, and the Shechina is not in its right place, it's in exile. So what, what is it? What, is, what, do we, what does it mean that it's not exile? It's not, it's not in the place of the heart. What's the idea of the heart? Simcha. So meaning, Galud of Shechina is Atzvut, period. Atzvut, which are the Klippot, it says, which are the Klippot, like we said earlier, if you remember, we said Atzvut and the Klippot are synonymous. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever the sadness is because there's motarot. Mm-hmm. And a motar is a klipa, because a klipa means appeal. Mm-hmm. Klipa translates as something which is excess. It's not necessary. That's a klipa. It's a person is not happy with himself. Not happy with what Hashem gave him. No, I want this, I want that. A person is not happy with himself. He's always nervous and everything and stressed because he's always trying to accomplish, accomplish what's beyond him. And he's not happy until he gets that. So this, that's called klipot. And that called, that's atzvut. Synonymous. So when atzvut, which is klipot, govrim aleya, are overcoming the shechina. This answers almost everything in life. This is the galut. You have the, I told the Jews in America, you guys have money coming out of your nose. You have cars and houses, and nobody's happy. So that's the galut. You can have all the fancy schmancy and everything, and people are comfortable and everything, and they have four cars, and they have good money coming in, and there's good food and everything. But nobody's happy. There's no happy. That's the galut. <laughs> That's the galut. That is atzvut. Okay? So he's saying this is the galut of the shechina, meaning what? The geula, the redemption of the shechina is on the simcha. Okay? And he goes back. This is very deep. You see, Rabbeinu, how he talks, he's hinting to something deeper. I wish I was at that capacity. He's trying to say something. He is saying something, which if you understood the Morse code of what he's saying, you get why he's repeating again. What are you trying to say now, Rabbeinu? He said this pasuk earlier. He went away. See? What have you added now that wasn't mentioned earlier by saying this pasuk a second time? I got the message already. That there's atzvut elibo. Here, he's just, it seems he's adding a simple point. I got it. That elibo is that the atzvut is attacking the shechina, which is the lev. Maybe that's what he wants to say. Maybe, but there's, there's much more depth in, in this. I, I, I can feel that he's trying to get to something deeper. In our context, means atzvut, there was sadness, towards the heart and the heart of Shekhinah, like he's saying now. And that's, that's what causes destruction. Period. Now, well, this will continue hopefully next week, but let's just at least read this part. This explains now, this is now the meaning of that when the Jews will come out of Galut, Ktiv, Ki Besimcha Tetzeu. You got that? It's Pasuk in Yeshaya, chapter, Isaiah chapter 55. Ki Besimcha Tetzeu. You will leave with joy. So by saying that, you will leave with joy. That means that until that point, there's no joy. The leaving is because of Simcha. Besimcha Tetzeu. You come out with Simcha. Okay? Just we'll close off of this little point here. Rav Nossin takes this pasuk and he opens it up to everything in life. Your way to get out of whatever you're stuck in in life, tetzel, simcha. In other words, the pasuk, the pshat there, the simple meaning is referring to the future redemption. When Mashiach comes and everything, you will come out with joy. Rabbeinu is reading it, by the way, as what? You will come out through joy. In other words, the joy is what leads to the geula. That's what brings out the shechina, okay? Here, Rav Nossin says, this applies to everything you're going through in life. You're stuck, 
person stuck, he can't lose weight, he can't get off of smoking, he can't get off of this. He has shawmite issues, he has chinuf issues, he can't find the right seder, he's just so frustrated, there's not anymore what to do. He's tried everything and about to raise hands. Hashem, what do you want from me? What do you want? I'm trying to be a good person, I'm trying to be a good person, a good Jew. I'm trying to do stuff. I'm, I'm just so frustrated. I tried so many things, right? So here he's teaching, he says, well, no sin. you're stuck. What, where, where to invest now? Invest in simcha. With joy, you come out. You're stuck in life. The way for you to get out is not, okay, oh, speak to this guy, speak to this guy, to keep on running. Even, if, even, you see, this is an advice, even before going nuts, even before going nuts, what to do? If you remember, my Eitzah right now is Simcha. If I invest in Simcha, Hashem will guide me. Remember the story of the clay digger? The story of Zushem, Rabbi Melech? Hashem will guide me to find the opening. Rabbi Nassim builds a whole discourse on this idea. And as this is a major, major refuah, a major, a major advice, for all of life. You're stuck in life. Simcha is the solution. Ah, oh, you are just simple. You burst over. You do nothing. You jump in. But that's the answer. That's how I'm going to get to finding the solution. I don't see the solution right now. And there's probably no solution right now. How do I create a solution? I create a solution by being a simcha presentation. Unbelievable. If you, yeah? Every time someone doesn't have because they simcha. Yes, based on Parashat Ki, Ki yes. All these kalot came to you because of the sins you did at the beginning of the parasha. When you walk, you sin because you weren't sinful. Yes. That's, that's, that's a, a rationale. Rav Nosson goes into this. One second. You have a person who doesn't have it because of depression and sadness. is absolute led him to sin. Yes. And then people also that too much light and intensity, we didn't go into that at all yet. We didn't go into the Redifan Ma'akev that's coming up in less. The people, they're in such a high and they're very happy, okay? And the high, 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 and then they crash. And they crash because they couldn't handle the extreme experience of this intensity of this light. And they also crashed fault Avirat also. But not out of Atsuit. There's two types of scenarios that can lead a person to fall to Atsuit. The, the, one, the one you mentioned is the most common one where people are down and depressed. So they do. They go to drink, they go to drugs, they go to do terrible things. They fool around, they do they do stuff because they're, they're feeling bad. They don't get up to David. They say, my feeling doesn't make a difference anyways. I shouldn't why. So why should I put on feeling even? Why should I keep on keeping on? They say, because they feel so bad about themselves. They feel depressed, right? That's the majority of people. You know, other people who have this light. That's why you because of the crash, yeah, that we have to go into. We didn't even touch that yet. That's coming up. Oh, that's the second half of this lesson. I don't know if you have to understand what real true simcha means. We went into that. All these classes until now, we went into true simcha and the levels of simcha and the four levels and everything. We went into a lot with Hashem. Okay, we'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem. Uh, whatever. So the questions you can. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. God bless America.